Podcast 2. Podcast 2. The sequel podcast. We are the Podcast 2. My name I'm is Sam. Max. I'm Sam. And I'm Max. <laughs> and welcome to Podcast 2, the sequel. Um, we're being great sons today. We're recording on Mother's Day. And we're like, sorry, Mom. Gotta do my pod. No, this one's for you, Mom. This one's dedicated to Mama Sammy. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you get a when you get a call from Bob Iger, the uh, most powerful CEO in the biz, you uh, you take that call when it's for a big property like this. I'm like, Mom, oh, Bobby's back. Bobby's back. <laughs> She's like, Oh, Chapey, Chapek's back. I'm like, No, 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 Bob Iger, he's back. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, we're we're happy to have him back. We love our capitalist king. Um, he definitely didn't make any bad decisions with like buying all of Fox or anything. That's uh, Disney Plus is going great. <laughs> That's Chapek's mess. It's all on Chapek. I mean, it unveiled under Chapek. I buy the conspiracy a little bit that Chapek was brought in to handle COVID. <laughs> he was. He was. It, pretty blatantly a fall guy it was yeah. like they saw covid come in they knew they were about to launch something crazy and it's like you're gonna come in you're gonna get a sweet paycheck mm-hmm. and then you're gonna hop out uh and you're gonna you're gonna handle all the flack and then you'll be set for life like more than usual but i don't know the story of him so this is for those that don't know the there was a ceo of disney that's like kind of viewed as saving the company from their home on the range treasure planet days um bob <laughs> Iger. He came from TV. His first TV show he ever greenlit was Twin Peaks, interestingly. And um, he ended up becoming CEO. He was the one that bought Pixar. He's the one that bought the MCU. He's the one that bought Star Wars. And he bought Fox. And he left right before COVID, like a week before COVID locked everything down <laughs> and came back basically when it was quote unquote over. So... um and it's interesting too because it's like he did it at the same time that like those other like who was that cron- congressperson who uh like w- pulled out all those stocks because she knew COVID was coming too mm. like he was he was tapped in the same you know like when you're at that level uh-huh. they kind of had a warning and it was like yeah you gotta you gotta jump he got uh, a personal letter from Fauci in February. <laughs> it's like, you like, uh, might, <laughs> uh, might want to push that next Marvel movie. <laughs> well, speaking of Marvel movies, we've been called because I don't know. They're they're having some bold, crazy ideas over there at Disney right now. They're struggling a bit. Something seems to be going on with Bobby Ikes because he gave us a call and he said, "I woke up this morning." And I had a vision. We're calling Trank. Get him in the room. We need a pitch for Fafortastic for 2. I thought it was fan to Fortastic 2. I thought it was the second A, right? I think it's the second A. It's the the A and the Tastic. Fantastic for... 2015. Oh yeah, you're right. Fant 
Fantastic. 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 So we're doing Fantastic two. Fantastic. <laughs> last night, uh, when Sam pitched this, not well, when we got the call from Bob Iger last night, right? Sam asked me if I wanted to trank off with him, um, and expected <laughs> me to know what that means. <laughs> You wouldn't let me explain. You kept just be like, "What's okay, trank well, off?" Explain what? it. What's tranking off? Tranking's off. So when you get together and you watch a trank film, just like together, like perhaps online, like you stream it. Maybe you got the little Zoom window and you watch. Uh, you just trank off together. And uh, he didn't want to do it. He said, "Save it for the show, buddy. I'm gonna go to bed." So I had to watch, watch it, and uh, I put this movie on. At uh, never seen it. Never seen this movie. Uh, heard about the behind the scenes drama, but, uh, I put this one on and, uh, I fell asleep after like hour. This was like at midnight or like 1am. I probably fell asleep, but I was like, this movie's really boring and not interesting to watch. And then I woke <laughs> up at like four, uh, on the couch in the living room. And I was like, well, I'm not going to watch it more in the morning. I should just, so I put it back on and I was like, oh, and then I fell asleep again with 20 minutes left in the movie and then woke up this morning at like 8.45 and I was like, okay, here we go. And I watched the final beats of it and I was like, wow, they, they really go in that warehouse and they don't they don't leave that warehouse really. <laughs> like they go into the other world, which is just mm-hmm. a green screen in that warehouse. Like I think the back half of this movie is all shot in the same room and they just move the furniture around. It definitely seems to be largely reshoots. Um, yeah, well, this is Welcome to Podcast 2, the sequel. Um, this is a podcast where we write sequels. We are two of Hollywood's top ghostwriters, and instead of just talking about movies, we are breaking down what makes a sequel work, what makes one not work, and we're doing that by letting you into our writing process. We really break stri- scripts together. We really get calls from big CEOs like Bob Iger, for something like this, for Josh Trank's Fant Four Stick Two, and uh, we're excited to let you guys in on the magic. Where this is going to be a big box office smash. We think it could do a little bit better <laughs> than the first one. Yeah, and so I asked Bob on the call. I was like, I heard Adam Driver's the new Mister Fantastic. What's going on here? And he's like, Well, we did a John Krasinski Mister Fantastic and Doctor Strange from the Multiverse of Madness, and that's just one multiverse. And now we're doing the Adam Drybourne. That's the serious one. But we want to do another one. We're going to Spider-Verse all these Mr. Fantastics. And then have them all hang out in a Mr. Fantastic movie. It was just like three science guys. Maybe there'd be a great scene in the lab where they're all talking about like the different, like how does your arm stretch? Oh, my arm stretches like this. And like this guy, uh, Miles Teller, you know, maybe he's got the Top Gun stash in this one to differentiate. And he could be like, Oh, I have to have these springs on my arm that I built when I was hiding in uh, Guatemala or something. Uh, well, these are some great ideas. It's um, I'm excited to dive into this. This is um, we, we, we got to lay the groundwork. We got to lay the yeah. groundwork before we get there. Josh Trank, he was the director of Chronicle, a low budget indie superhero movie, found footage movie, kind of lost to time now, but when it came out, was pretty successful. People were pretty excited by him. He, he was top of the world. Yeah, he gets the call to do the new Fantastic Four movie. Um, his pitch is to do it really grounded, kind of seemingly in a Christopher Nolan style, um, very 
realistic, but not really when you watch it. Um, and the other big pitch just seems to be making the Fantastic Four like teenagers, um, which is a good lead in to like, I mean, what'd you think of, we watched it for the first time last night, both of us, like, where you at with this, buddy? Uh, I mean, it, it's, I haven't seen Chronicle, uh, after this came out, like, I was really going to dive into Chronicle stuff, and then after Trank tranked out, which I guess we'll get to, uh, <laughs> we, uh, uh, I kind of was like, oh, I don't know if that's appointment viewing anymore. Um, he's definitely one of, I think this, I think of this as the case, sort of a peak of this modern era of filmmaking, where they were really ramping up the, like, oh, like, we're going to hire, like, we're going to hire indie directors that have, like, my, I mean, he wasn't an indie director. But his story with getting Chronicle was like he it was like a timing thing. It was like he was doing this like low budget sci-fi under the Fox umbrella, but it wasn't going to be like a major theatrical release. And then there was like a cancellation or something or a delay of another movie. And they were like, this is testing pretty well. We're going to give this like a summer release. And uh, mm. and then it did pretty well. It was a pretty big success. So he was like this top this big thing. But it's a classic case, I think, of him sort of being thrown to the wolves like being at the at the behest of like a thousand studio execs and corporate interests and stuff but part of my feeling on it and this kind of bums me out because i wish this wasn't like my critique on it but he probably would have been better off just doing what the suits said what it reads to me as is like he i think he did because he pitched a vision of like ultra realism body horror cronenberg superhero movie and it feels like that's what they shot and then when that was bad <laughs> then the studio came in to try to like turn it into um a more typical superhero film but the dna was still there of like a movie that clearly didn't work yeah well i i mean the stuff that w felt to me was like there i didn't get the feeling watching this that there was like a masterpiece like lurking underneath this at all no. like for sure but a better movie but yeah. There's certainly a better movie that was more cohesive just by virtue of being like, you know, the movie they they shot with an intention rather than this weird surgical thing. Because the there is this there's so many lines, especially in that last third and stuff that feel really like studio exec like tacked on. Like now yeah. we'll have a scene where he'll do a pep talk and he's like, No, we all have to work together. And so like, and that stuff's bad, bad. Like that's like real like suit speak, like this is what a real movie would sound like. And I'm like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, uh, but yeah, as a whole, it's just edited in such a messy way. I mean, like, and respect to the editor on this, which I, I can feel there being a lot of uh, conflicting notes and weird things. And just cut to that. Just get into the scene. Just get into the scene. And it's like, oh, we could be nice to have a transition sometimes. Uh, this it just <laughs> fucking moves. You don't really get any time with these characters, despite so much of it being in these little rooms. And oh, and you so, don't understand yeah, their motivations. Like, no one is clear. They're everyone like what does mr fantastic really want in this movie he kind of wants to be famous they said they're like you want to be famous and i was like he does and there's no uh, evidence and, of that yeah. and does he really want to build the machine like he's just kind and of a doctor do young doctor yeah. dooms like 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 we we gotta risk our lives that like, guys like us never get to be famous like this is what it's all about and i'm like what when was this a Dude. factor so there's this moment, because I'll bet a lot of people have not watched this. There's this thing yeah, where like- no they, one's seen this movie. <laughs> they build this teleportation machine. Okay, wait, I have to go back even further. There, 
So we open on like this kid in a classroom, young Reed Richards, <laughs> who's like a genius writing like code in his com- in his yeah, notebook. He built he builds a teleportation sheet as a kid. We spent so much time with him and shows it at his science fair in in the grounded Nolan movie. He shows it at his science fair with like his like his like friend that works at a junk that lives at a junkyard <laughs> yeah they like set it up they set up in the beginning they're like oh yeah mr fantastic and the thing were like friends from childhood and like from very early on the thing guy was like whatever you say mr fantastic you're the brains i'm just you know the bronze yeah they're like look at this lovely friendship where this where miles teller bullies and like <laughs> forces him to be his like personal assistant <laughs> yeah it's just like, like a, it's okay, like a bunch of seats. it's it, i swear to god i felt like 15 minutes of time with these fucking kids in flashback zone i was like i like this but one sucks. thing that was good one thing that was good who is playing Ben Grimm's bully older brother, none other than our buddy Chet Hanks. Happy to see him getting some work. Chet. Yeah, I was thrown <laughs> off. I was watching it and I was like, I, I think it just missed him being, I think it was probably just like getting water. But I was like, wait, where's Chet? And I went the whole movie like, wait, where's Chet? And then I was like, oh, is, is Jamie Bell Chet? Because I didn't remember his name was Jamie Bell. Because I'm really bad with faces. And uh, I was like, I think that's him. And then I looked at it and was like, no, that's a guy named Jamie Bell. Which what happened besides Miles Tell Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan, but Kate Mara and Jamie Bell? I mean, are well, they? Let's keep are they going. Kicking? Okay, because I, I think the audience needs to understand how much this movie. How insane this movie. So <laughs> he he shows this teleportation device that works at his high school science fair, and then the faculty's like, "Me, that's that. You're no good, Reed. That you broke the basketball hoop because it shatters the basketball hoop <laughs> while it teleports something, and the teachers are mad about the basketball hoop. And then, the, and then this guy comes over and is like, "Oh, we've been trying to build one of these. You should come." to my school and his school <laughs> it's the baxter academy and he's a uh, he's wait i'm confused because he's the baxter but he's dr storm baxter yeah i don't know well, whatever he's anyway I this guy he's, but he's got the school, school with his so with so he is michael b jordan's dad we don't be michael b jordan for a while he's black but he has an adopted daughter played by kate mara who's white which was like not in the comics and it was like it like they have a scene to it like explain it and it's like okay yeah sure okay yeah like i guess that's important uh and because it has to be yeah she has to be his or johnny store's brother i don't know even uh, though it has uh, no standing i don't think they really talk <laughs> they no there's it's amazing how few like scenes of just like people like i feel like it was like a whole movie people talking in rooms but it was like i feel like nobody ever like talked to each other in this movie so Reed comes to this school where the government has decided that the future of all of their tech is having children design it at this school. So like he's built this teleportation device and they're like, oh, come to this like school for geniuses. And then they're just like, let him start building this machine in this lab. And they bring together like the weirdest group of people ever like i guess sue storm's a genius here too so i guess that makes sense and then victor von doom i guess was building another machine like this so he's br- but then like johnny storm's just the rebel son of <laughs> but he the- can build anything 
Yeah, it's like a bunch of people. It's like it's like he a builds continued... a car. Yeah, because he, he doesn't anything. build a car. He can build anything. <laughs> and then yeah, and then they are like like they get oh it's so stupid. Oh, they so build odd. like the most advanced machine ever built. <laughs> and... And then... <laughs> oh yeah, and that, uh, there's a like a throwaway moment where. Where he's like, well, this will be great for when we send you in. And Miles Teller's like, send us in. We're going in? And he's like, not if you don't finish it in time. And then he kind of like looks at Sue Storm. He's like, whoa, like we're going in? And it's like, that's all that it's discussed until later on when fucking uh, the fucking... the Oh, oh Tim Blake that. Nelson. Tim, Tim Blake. Blake Nelson as the evil suit for some reason. <laughs> it's like, he sees the machine work and he's like... Well, y'all did a great job. Now we're going to call up NASA to put astronauts in the machine. And they're like, wait, you're not going to send us? You're not going to send like, us really? children into <laughs> this alien planet? <laughs> Which like, doesn't even make have... sense. Like, what? they don't, like, the people that built the rocket at NASA, they weren't like, you guys get to go to the moon because you built it. Fair and <laughs> Well, they square. talk about that. They talk about that. In, they're like, because the evil, the mean Dr. Doom guy, who, who's that actor? That was terrible. Like, I don't know. I've never heard that yeah, guy. Seen I've never him. seen that guy at anything. I think that was quite a bit of career ending performance because it was some of the worst. I'll tell you terrible his career writing. should have ended off of this is Miles Teller. He is so bad in this movie. I can feel him doing a lot, or not doing a lot, but doing doing something with what he's handed. He's just not being handed much. But the Victor Von Doom guy, I'm like, okay, th- obviously these are the worst scripts. This is terrible direction. But, like, you could have done it less bad. <laughs> this is sucks. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure he's got a better performance in him, though. But, um, yeah, he's like, he's like well, <laughs> I think I need a drink. And he pulls out a stupid, like, at the world's smallest flask. Yeah. And then he's, and then Miles Teller's like, uh, ethanol kills brain cells. Cut to, he's drunk. And they're with drinking. Michael B. Jor- they're drinking. <laughs> and they're like, we gotta do it. The astronauts from NASA didn't build the, the moon lander. So we gotta go in ourselves. It's stolen they just valor. designed. They just designed the most advanced piece of technology in the history of humanity. And then all the suits are like, well, time to go home. And they just get to hang out and drink in the lab. <laughs> These three high schoolers, as it's set up, high schoolers. Yeah, how are they? Are they? I guess they are high schoolers. He set up. Like, he, he makes the machine where they find him at a, a science fair. Yeah, science fair. But it's it's still unclear. It's like are, are, it's unclear. It's like why is she, are they all high schoolers? The Sue Storm is she older? Is she like? So they built this teleportation device that can take you to like an alien planet. Um, they're trying to like set up that Sue Storm and Reed and Victor Von Doom have like a love triangle, but she's like they're all so cold and like <laughs> she's bad. She's so <laughs> bad in it, like. Like the flirty Reed and Sue scene is like he sits down with her and he's like, I wrote down this line. So you like music? He and says she goes, to her, and she goes, "Pattern recognition." And he goes, it's "The smartest man in the world." He goes, "Pattern recognition? What do you mean?" And she's like, "That's what music is. It's just pattern recognition, withholding patterns, playing patterns." Like, wow, this is wow, it's really smart, super geniuses right here. <laughs> Feels like. Feels like the like smartest people in the world talking and really feeling the sparks fly as she's like condescending about music and he's like wildly stupid. <laughs> so they designed a teleportation device that takes you to this alien planet, and then they decide like, no, we're gonna run the machine. We're gonna be the first people to go to this planet. 
like <laughs> sure what it really doesn't work it doesn't make sense like why they want this so bad but because they're drunk they really want they want to be famous and they want to be famous sure that's not fair that neil armstrong got to go on the moon instead of the fucking twiggy nerds at nasa so then the three people three of the people that designed the machine want to do this you know what? Sure. Great. Sure. But then Reed is like, I got to call my friend from the junkyard because he's got to come. <laughs> and, he's, and, he's, and the way they explain it away is he calls and he just says, I'm not doing this without you. And he's like, okay, I'm in. And he's like, a little nervous. It was just like, I'm... Like, why, why couldn't he, he have just been building the machine too? Why did they need to set up this thing that he's not also building the machine? Because in the original, in the original Fantastic Four story, like, isn't he just another scientist with them? He's just sort of like the brawn of the crew. Yeah, he can be a really good with welding or something. That's like why, like, he he has just as much, he is just as likely to be good at building a machine as Johnny Storm because Johnny Storm builds cars and <laughs> but he can build ben, anything. Ben Grimm works lives in a junkyard, which to me you could e- as easily sell as whatever. Uh, dude, dude, you gotta understand the translational <laughs> skill from being a high schooler who's good at putting together hot rods to being a uh, NASA level engineer building something. Like a, we, there's a shot of him welding. It dollies back with dramatic music, so you know he's good. So, and then that's it. That's the only time you see him do that major part of his character. <laughs> you never really hear about that. It never comes up again. It's like, yeah, you can build anything for this section and now we're, we're good. So then they go also, to he's the like barely in it. No one's in this movie. No this one's movie's in so, this it's movie. so, no one's in this movie. Like, Miles Teller's in it a lot. Uh, there's a lot of scenes with the Sue Storm, and then it just feels like it, there's a lot more scenes with Mr. Uh, Mr. Storm, the dad. He's in it most of the movie. Dude, why are the craziest thing? He yeah. wasn't in the Trank cut. That he's a tr- he's not even a Trank. Everything with the dad was a reshoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's worse than I thought. Oh, it's so much more reshooting. He's studio than I mandated. Thought. He's a studio mandated character. Wait, what? I was reading oh. about like what the original was and like yeah. the original the this movie in the original Trank cut was the first act. They just oh. they just took the first act and extended it. Like this was just the break into two was discovering Von Doom. I see. Uh, had come back. So then they teleport, they're on this alien planet, like they start to get affected by these green things, by this green tar. And this begins the only five minutes of the movie that I think kind of maybe work and are interesting. They teleport back to Earth and there's this sequence where they all wake up and their powers are all horrifying and actually yeah. kind of is interesting. Like you see Mr. Fantastic's body like spread across the whole room like he's all elongated and it's horrible. Like, they shoot a POV shot of it where it's like, whoa, that would be horrifying to see your body sprawled out like that. And mm-hmm. then honestly, it was a really effective to me too. Ben is like buried in rocks, just screaming, help, help me, help. Um, which kind of was scary to me. And Johnny, mm-hmm. the scariest is on fire screaming like, cause he's on fire in a, like a hospital room. Um, and it's like these five minutes of like seeing how gaining a superpower would be terrifying and would be body horror. And for those couple of moments, I was a little <laughs> interested in this movie. And then it, it says was the title card that says one year later. <laughs> <laughs> Cut <going>. to. 
Well, I, I just think I, I was sort of thrown off too because they're in the they're before this happens when they're in the alternate reality. Sue Storm's not in there. She like gets a she like realizes on the security cams that they got drunk and went in. She's like, I gotta stop them, and so she doesn't even go in. She's like on the computer outside while they're like getting tortured, and then she just gets hit like so in the world like they each get affect like, uh like. Doctor Doom just falls into the green stuff. Uh, yeah, the the thing gets you know covered in rocks as he gets hit by the green stuff. So he turns into a rock monster, and Johnny Storm explodes. So he turns into a uh, fire with the green stuff. Why did Mister Fantastic get stretchy in it? He was like reaching a lot for for Doctor Doom because he Probably. fell off the cliff. I don't. Oh, know. Oh yeah, Doctor. So Doctor Doom falls off because he's gonna be the villain later. He gets stuck in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, Sue Storm, like, they come back, and there's, like, a little leftover green stuff that just kind of hits her, like, like ricochets and kind of splatters her, and then she gets, like, the least scary powers. She's, like, like, they show her first, and she's, like, yeah, she can't stop being invisible. It's, like, oh, that's, yeah, that's bad. And then it's, like, everyone else is being tortured and screaming in pain, and I'm, like, yeah, it seems like she got the, the easy one. It's pretty Apparently, chill. in the original cut, she could her skin was the only part disappearing, so she was just like organs walking around. And That's that was... fucking sick. No, it's like there's ideas. I just think like you can't build a whole movie around the body horror idea. Like it just doesn't <laughs> fit a blockbuster studio temple. But yeah. like there's interesting ideas there. Um yeah, it's um and then it cuts to one year later and I mean, it's just nothing really worth talking about. Like they're all working for the military and then they it's heavy reshoot mode. It's like I, I, a lot more of that front act felt like <clears throat> felt like, oh, this was like a movie like this feels like a movie. And then the, the entire rest of the movie, it's like the scope goes way down. It's mostly interiors in this government facility. that looks like a warehouse. And, uh, it's a lot of just like connective tissue see. It's like now we're gonna have them talk. And now we're gonna have this character t- it's like sitcom. It's like some real like, you know, cable shit. And then it goes to the they go back to the world for the climax and they Doctor Doom's back and he's like looks he's like made of metal and he says some stupid shit. He's like cause he lives he's been living there for a year, I guess, and he's like this is my world now, and I'll take your world. So his thing is just, like, uh, plainly to destroy the world. Yeah. Like, the least clear objective ever. Also, I was... did the, This is a random note that I was really curious about. Did Do you know if in the original cut and stuff, they had those masks on? Whenever they go into this this alien world, they're wearing, uh like, space helmets. like Prometheus you know, like, helmets. Yeah, per, that's what I was going to say, Prometheus helmets. But then under the Prometheus helmets, they have these gas masks that looked kind of funny to me. And I was like, did they add those in post to cover I up their mouths? guarantee it. I guarantee that's what they did. I don't know, but like that for sure. For sure. It seems like that would, because like these lines are all so ADR-y. I couldn't believe how ADR is additional dialogue recording. That means that they record it when it's in the edit. And you could, and you could tell something was recorded in the edit if you don't see the mouth say the lines. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie has a lot of not seeing the mouth say the lines. <laughs> yeah, and it's it it it's weird because it's like okay, they're wearing space helmets. You've got and like you know you've got these four or you know, these big act or biggish act. You know these were all like the big up and comers at the time. I think this was a a rock in a lot of their careers. Uh, yeah. But uh, they yeah, you can't see their faces in this thing. And the whole thing with these superhero movies is that like, 
oh, you want to see their faces. The helmets have to come off whenever you want to see them talk. And it really felt like they were covering something. Mm-hmm. felt like a studio note. Uh, could be wrong. Could have just been a bad design. But but it was like, why do they have gas masks inside the spacesuit? That's weird. So <laughs> the end of the movie, yeah, Dr. Doom. He's then they gonna, do a big battle. They do- battle on the planet. There's a space beam. Uh, then yeah, there's a fucking... Him. We haven't done a sky beam movie in a while. There's such a fucking sky beam. This feels like a movie from the late 2000s more than... What are you from- talking... To me, this feels like such a blatant... This era It's like, oh, Avengers came out, like just came out fast track... We're gonna we're gonna have our own Avengers. We're gonna we're gonna do that stuff. I guess I more mean tonally, like it's the very... tones all over. Yeah, well, it's the tones, just like what tone? It's all over. It it just feels very inspired by Nolan esque superhero stories. Like, a... We're gonna take this very seriously. I guess that's a good way to figure out. I mean, why on earth does Disney want this sequel, dude? This is more content. Uh... They realize if they just shoot it once, it actually would be pretty cheap. They, it's taken them a couple couple rounds to learn this. They started shoot. They've been doing a lot of shooting movies twice over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but with Bob Iger back, he's reflecting on past decisions, and he's like, "Wow, Solo would have been a big hit if we just shot it once. Maybe we should just make a movie once. So we're gonna try yeah. it." Yeah, and they know and they Michael B. Jordan's it. got the sauce now with Creed. They know Miles Teller's got that Top Gun sauce. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here to deliver There's them a, lot of a new baggage movie. with the MCU right now too, and they're kind of like, "What if we just kind of tried, you know, yeah, split off a little bit?" What's, you know what's how going in the history here? of comics, it definitely never worked out badly for the comics companies when they start to make it so you have to read lots and lots of comics to keep track of any of them, and it's like as they start to niche down more and more, that always works out really well. The the MCU is doing great right now. It's doing great. <laughs> People love having to watch full TV shows. People love that, dude. I want... But Guardians of the Galaxy is making money, and that that goodwill Judging. will persist. That will persist through the entire release slate of the Marvels that lots of people are going to see. Now the ads can say the best movie since Guardians Three <laughs> <laughs> instead of Endgame. Um, I have three facts I want to share about this: the first movie in the series we're continuing before we dive into writing. Please. One is that we have, there's something that's different about us than Kate Mara, which is that Kate Mara has never watched this movie and says so she refuses. Says <laughs> so she refuses to. Because Josh Trank apparently thing. bullied her on set because he didn't want to cast her. So like, fuck Josh Trank for that. Like, don't. God. Like, oh yeah, we got to talk about the Trank in the room. Uh, we'll we'll, ta- we'll we'll Trank off when we're struggling with writing. Maybe like that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm that'll keep me going knowing that we get to trank off soon. Um <laughs> another fact you're going to love this. Only Marvel movie Stan Lee declined to be in. <laughs> no Stan Lee cameo cuz when he saw the cut he didn't want to be in it. <laughs> like that's if I if I was trank that's a kill yourself. Like that Stan Lee would be in like a Pringles commercial. <laughs> Stan Lee will do anything. He just loves to hang. He loves to hang out and be like, you know, in the sixties when I invented Spider-Man. <laughs> don't don't look up anything more. That's all you gotta know. <laughs> don't do not look up anything I say. I was sitting all by myself, and I thought, what would it be like if a spider was a man? Um, My employees loved me, consistently. (laughs) Just like I love unions, famously. (laughs) Um, Um, 
Final fact. Do you know who the studio wanted to play the thing? <laughs> this is insane. This is insane. Josh Gad. <laughs> Trank had to fight them off because they wanted Josh Gad and they wanted... Um, did... Olaf. Olaf. Yeah. Olaf. They wanted that frozen cha-ching. Honestly, I wish. I wish Josh Gad was the so thing. It would be so cool to see more kids. More kids be like, I want to see Olaf movie. And they go watch like, this man scream in pain under the rocks. Like, oh, help me with your fantastic The Rocks. <laughs> um okay so um this is a very important sequel to be working on um it's actually foundational to mine and sam's creative relationship because wh what's one of your favorite things to make fun of me for sam max's favorite superhero growing up was mr fantastic he wasn't even a superhero kid but he likes mr fantastic it's like i love those fantastic four movies from 2004 that was those were my favorite superhero movies growing up. I thought Mr. Fantastic's powers seemed the best. Um and uh those were my favorite toys to get were the were the Mr. Fantastic toys. <laughs> the stretchy ones? Yeah, you could like connect the arm pieces to make them longer and I I wanted to get the Fantastic Four hovercraft. I love the Fantastic Four and I'm excited to try to do right by them. Uh, are you looking to rectify? Do you feel that for Fantastic, like, are you trying to rectify these problems? Like, Trank's back, right? They're bringing him back. He redeemed himself with Capone after he tranked um, off. Trank's back. He's gonna bring double the dogs to his hotel room. <laughs> okay, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta explain that. <laughs> for, the, for those who don't know about, so the famous Trank off incident. Uh, like we like we were discussing earlier, it's sort of the heyday of studios being like, we're gonna make these big superhero franchise movies, but we're gonna hire these like up and coming indie directors, or, like smaller directors, very young directors, usually young white guys that like the these other directors would be like, oh, this reminds me of myself. You know, like the Colin Trevoros and stuff, and then uh, we are going to overwhelm them with like way too big of a project and way too many fingers in the pot. And uh, they're gonna and Josh Trank is the case. I mean, there's a there was a couple of these cases at the time, but he is the case of a meltdown. Um, Allegedly, he had a meltdown. We'll go more into it deeper in. I think we'll keep teasing it, but it's uh, the thing I am referencing is the studio allegedly had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage that were caused to his Airbnb by the yes. dogs he was keeping in the house while he was shooting. He had a this bunch movie. of small dogs <laughs> and like the, the the oral histories that have sort of been compiled. It's like multiple people on the set were like, Yeah, it's like sometimes he was more in, into those little dogs in the movie. He was just all about he was always <laughs> talking about those dogs. <laughs> they just but they just leave him in the Airbnb and they just chew up the house. <laughs> just I always have this picture of like Josh Trank like walking back at night after like a long day of directing on this big green screen with like five guys in suits yelling at him and then he opens the door and there's just like 12 chihuahuas like gnawing at the couch eat barking at him he's just like he's like no one loves me <laughs> oh my god um, <laughs> gosh iconic so do we want to rectify it I think I think we're stuck a little bit with what we've got like i don't think we can i don't want to like reboot i think we can i have some ideas that i think could 
transform this property and give it a lot new life where like people won't be excited when that's announced they're going to be pretty like skeptical but when the trailers drop you they're gonna be like whoa this seems interesting um mm -hmm. i don't know do you have any ideas to kick us off yeah i mean i did realize thinking about it it's like oh yeah i did have a little fantastic four photos when i was like 11 i was like checking out like compilations to the library of like ultimate fantastic four or something like that but um yeah, I think, I mean, I think that what this one was really missing is uh, the family dynamic of them. Like, that's yes. what's so good about the Fantastic Four. And they, they're always hinting at and trying to set it up, but it's really, it's never tapping into the actual drama there. It's, you know, it's just because it's so butchered. Um, so I'd love to really just get more. I mean, I'd love it if this one had a similar amount of just dialogue scenes, but they were good and not just like plotty, like arguments between uh, Blake Tyler Nelson. Tyler, what's his name? Um, Tim Blake, Tim Blake Nelson. Nelson. I, I knew his, I was thinking about his name all night last night and I, was, I forgot it. Uh, yeah, Tim Blake Nelson and the rewrite father. Wait, so they, sorry, I know we're trying to move forward, but you're telling me <laughs> that, that, so in the original script was Sue, was Sue Storm and uh, Michael B. Jordan, were they uh, brother and sister in the original script? Do you know? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. So they were. They was just like it was like off screen. It was just like oh yeah, we were adopted. Uh, I'm just I'm just the, I was just this white girl adopted into this black face. Or was he adopted? When or did maybe he... or maybe the dad was it's, in it, but he became like a bigger character. I just know that like a good it's deal like, of I know scenes. That... Yeah. It's just, I know, like, I know this happens and stuff in real life and stuff. It's just a dynamic that I've never really seen in a movie. And it's so glossed over in that movie. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just like, yeah, it's just like she's adopted into this black family. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like, that wasn't, that didn't, that didn't bother me as much. It didn't I bother think, like... me. It was just, it was, I remember at the time, like, when this was announced, like, it was a big controversy. I was like, oh, well, yeah. they got to do it. And then they don't really, like, yeah, the brother sister dynamic isn't really tapped into at all. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I think, like, Sue and Reed should like be mom and dad and uh, Ben and Johnny are like the kids and the like, brothers but, are always fighting. Yeah. They, uh, and that should, that's like kind of where it comes from. I mean, I think when fantastic four works best, it operates a lot like star Trek where it's like this family dynamic, like a self-made family that is interested in using science to better the universe and going out and exploring. They go on little serialized adventures and there's a sense of optimism, a sense of fun. Um, I, I think that's what we should be trying to tap into. Um, I mean, the first thing I'll throw in is like, in your time being interested in the Fantastic Four, did you come across what is my favorite thing in all of Fantastic Four that I think our movie should tap into, which is Latveria. The Doctor Doom country, right? The Doctor Doom country. Yeah, he becomes like God Emperor there, like sometimes, right? Like, no, he's like the God Emperor of this small European country. Like, that's where a good deal of his power comes from is that he runs a country. Right. <laughs> yeah, like that's just fucking sick. A global superpower. He's such a genius that he like invents gadgets that are so impressive that he gets to run this country and they're one of the wealthiest countries on earth but they're like all farmer like rural farmers except that yeah. he invents such crazy like teleportation and time travel technology that they get to be one of the richest countries on earth just off of him alone so he's their <laughs> ruler and um i think that we could use Latveria to create what I think makes Fantastic Four projects work best, which is moral 
exploring like moral conflicts between a family dynamic, like where they enter a morally complex situation, Star Trek style, and then some people feel one way, some people feel another, and then they need to work it out amongst each other to actually solve the problem. So I feel like we make it, we retcon Dr. Doom is not dead. He exiled himself to Latveria and has taken well, they over. Well, ki- they kill them at the end of this mo- at the end of the first one with, uh, he just like gets thrown off screen into like a, some green stuff, right? Like he can come back. Right, back. yeah. He's, he's back, he's back. Doom's back. And um, I think he's running this country. Yeah, Doom's back. Ri- Doom's back. He's got a rise to power, um, and they've got to deal with that. Uh, sick. Yeah. I mean, what else? What are we? So we're gonna carry over everything from the first one. We got to reassess. We're gonna, it's a, it's a sequel, but it's also a reboot. You know. But I we should. T- I love yeah. the. I love the the sci-fi elements of it. It's 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 very soft sci-fi with like a hard sci-fi coat of paint on it and it's like oh like yeah. we're like cronenberg but it's like it's very campy <laughs> and silly uh which i love uh so let's keep that and uh i like doom bots i always love the doom bots in the comics i read whatever dr oh, doom's dude. got an army of doom bots that's sick i mean my big thing with latveria is i'm most interested in that concept when it's like dr all things considered, it's a pretty great place to live. And though it's like a monar- a true monarchy that um, Dr. Drew runs, life is pretty good for the citizens. And he's actually a fairly decent ruler to them. And that's like always part of what's interesting when he's treated as a villain is like, but he's kind of like a good leader to this country. So- in some comics he is, in some comics he isn't. I think it's more interesting if he is. And if we create a moral conflict for Reed... Of like, he doesn't trust Doctor Doom because of the first movie, and it's like, does he believe someone can change? Oh, you know what was also really cool, unrelated, we could incorporate that I'm remembering from uh the comics that I read. Uh, this was like in the 20 teens, I think. Well, it was sort of so you know the Ultimate Universe and Marvel Comics. Yeah, like basically starting with like Ultimate Spider-Man Marvel Comics. They were like, okay, we're gonna. It was in the early 2000s, and they're like, we're gonna sort of do like a reboot where it's like its own separate universe and we'll sort of start telling these stories from scratch with a modern perspective so it's like that was where they came up with the idea it's like oh iron man's from the from the iraq war not the vietnam war and like spider-man is a is a, a blogger not a not a newspaper writer and things like that but they did ultimate fantastic four and like as the years went on they eventually like missed like the sort of story with the ultimate fantastic four is that uh like Mr. Fantastic, they all die. He loses everything. And he mm-hmm. becomes evil. And he becomes this really fucked up, like, super genius evil Mr. Fantastic. But then eventually, in, like, the 2010s, uh, the Ultimate Universe and the regular universe and the standard Marvel Universe cross over. And so Mr. Fantastic, the real one from Earth-616, the original from the 60s, he's, like, the good guy. He's versus the bad guy who's, like, got this, like, world domination plan. And it's fucking cool. He's like the big bad, this evil Reed Richards. I don't know if we can fit that in, but something to keep in mind. I thought that shit was pretty cool back then. It's like, what happens? It's like, because it's such a cool little comic book idea. It's like, what do you do? What happens when, like, there's this guy who's like so good, the smartest man in the world, but he loses everything and becomes evil? Sick. Good shit. That is good shit. I, I don't know if we want him to lose everything. Maybe he could over the course of the movie. I think, like, I'm interested in the moral conflict of we leave the last movie with them being like, we don't take orders from you guys. The Fantastic Four say that to 
the military and they're like, you're going to give us a place where we're going to operate. But like, effectively, they're still taking military funding. Effectively, mm -hmm. they're still a part of the military. So like, what if I'm guessing this takes place like five, six years later after the first one. Mm -hmm. And like, I'd imagine in that situation, they're not morally clear. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'd imagine like they're part of the system and I mean, maybe they're going to Latveria because the government's sending them because they're like, we don't trust this growing superpower. And maybe yeah, it's, it's not like revealed a Cuban yet thing. Dr. Doom, Doom, like maybe Dr. Doom has a, like a faux leader that like a puppet. Um, and it's a reveal that Dr. Doom is back and ruling this country. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that could be cool as if like, he sort of took like a wormhole, like backdoor worm. Cause he's like, is he like in the comics, is he like an heir to it? I thought he was sort of like, or does he just sort of show up and t set up post? From what I was reading about it, he kind of just shows up and sets up post because he's like just so smart and so much more powerful than anyone in that country. Um, I mean, yeah, that'd I be funny. Yeah, he like be, took a wormhole. God, that'd be a funny like like cold open is like him like coming out of a wormhole uh, in this like weird little like Eastern European like Slavic farming town. And then he does yeah. something <laughs> sick and all these like these like, you know, Polish people are like, oh, and he like does cool tricks and then cut to like he's like the king. <laughs> it's like bore like pretty offensive to like Eastern Europeans. But it's like it's Lavaria. They're just stupid there. <laughs> dumb. It's a bunch of dumb farmers. He's going to be king. You could do like an interesting like up style montage at the beginning where it's like how someone <laughs> Like, you just see, like, the five years of him taking over this country, like, in a musical, like, montage, essentially. Like, of, like, he, he lands, and he starts to use, like, his electricity to herd sheep. And, <laughs> and they're he like, He just needs oh. water so bad. Yeah, he starts, he's just, like, sick and needs water. This weird, like, all right, because this is the version of Dr. Doom. Like, in this version, he's just, like, made of metal. He's just, like, this fucked up Power Rangers looking guy. They're, set, they're like giving him soup, like you poor thing, and like they nurse him back to health, and then he like starts helping them out on the farm. But then they're doing a really inefficient <laughs> way of of slaughtering the sheep, and he's like, I can slaughter sheep fifty times faster, and he's like kills all these sheep, and he makes so much sheep that they get so much money, and then he builds a big tower and becomes god emperor of Latveria. Yeah, like he goes to stay at their like cabin house that night, <laughs> and. It's like really cold and they're all like shivering like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's grandparents <laughs> in bed and he he like he starts to like erect a like futuristic castle around them <laughs> and like you watch the like buildings start to build a cityscape start to build across this farmland and what, uh, what? <laughs> What are Doctor Doom's actual in the film? Unclear. This is one thing. I I mean the Fantastic Four obvious who, what there are, but like. I think more and more MCU stuff. I feel like like I saw watched that Loki show when it came out in the pandemic, and it was like it had a lot of good stuff in it. But a big thing in it was I was like, wait, what are Loki's powers? Because like sometimes he could like use telepathy to stop a building, and you know, it's yeah. like I thought he was just like mischievous and like a trickster, could do tricks of the eye. But now he's like has the force, and I feel like with Doctor Doom, I never quite like Doctor Doom's an interesting character because he's like the big bad, like he's a good villain, yeah. a good character. But I feel like when you like actually look up his canonical powers in the comics, they're kind of like, it's like, oh, that's what he does? Like, what does he do? What's his powers? He, he's a super genius. Like, yeah, that he's a super genius. So that's, that's a character trait, though. Like, what can he do with his hands? Like, 
I mean, he can also, shoot electricity. He's capable of energy absorption and projection, manipulating electricity, creating protective shields, dimensional travel, healing, creating blizzards, summoning hordes of demonic creatures. Oh, we got to do that. Demonic <laughs> creatures. They defeat all the Doom bots, and they're like, finally, we can go fight Dr. Doom, and like all these creatures come with another like, oh, no. Dude, nothing. this is great, because we, we could just go into the hard drives at Disney, copy-paste some Ultron robots from Avengers yeah. 2 for the Doom bots, <laughs> and then we can just copy-paste some generic Avengers villains from Avengers 3 or whatever, where they fight the <laughs> Thanos, yeah. whatever those things were. Yeah, we, I guess we should stay away from doing another one of these fucking, like, and then the team fights a lot of goons. Just, like, so many goons. No, I like the idea of, like, creating actual stakes. And yeah. I think, like, his goons are Latvarian citizens. And there's it, which makes it complex, where it's like, <laughs> are we going to fight these poor farmers? Oh, yeah, that actually is interesting. It's like, a, and it's like kind of, it's like a, like, Viet Cong kind of deal. It's like, like... You could do one of those scenes, you know, it's like, it's like a little kid, like there's a little, like a little boy, little boy, like a little Eastern European little, little, uh, paper boy hat. And he's like, please, oh, can I have a, a little soup, a little ferian soup? And they're like, fuck off, kid. Or no, they're like, oh, sure, thank you. And then he pulls out like a Dr. Doom M16 and shoots lasers and like the thing turns into ash. <laughs> I like that. That's, um, yeah. This, More quandaries. I, I... I mean, I think we're setting up an interesting thing where because the Fantastic Four took government funding, they're like, they're the man now. And I think like they were trying to do the Doctor Doom, like they were trying to do the modern villain thing where the villains kind of got a point with Doctor Doom once once again with ADR. I, I With his like, you destroyed your planet. You're not destroying yeah, they mine. Kept, they kept saying weird. They kept adding, and now it makes sense that the the dad guy was added in 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 rewrites because they kept like doing references to like the planets being destroyed and like my generation messed up. Yeah. Your generation can save it. I was like, what is the, What are you actually <laughs> like? I never really felt anything. It seemed like a just normal world. Like seems like you could allude to it beyond just like these two lines it's like yeah global warming's happening and then in the end he's like i'm doing this to stop global warming like you're gonna absorb the earth into a stone earth that's <laughs> how does that solve global warming well we're, we're that's that's why we're beating this i think this so like i think like <laughs> we set up a moral quandary where let's think about what if we lean into this idea that wasn't actually executed where Reed Richards is more interested in becoming famous kind. Like I think they're Captain America esque, like symbols of American excellence. Um, they're they're not even like necessarily fighting in battlefields so much as like doing photo ops and have become like like they endorse presidential candidates and stuff. Ooh, you know, yeah. Like they're on CNN, like giving their takes on like they're like anti antifa <laughs> oh that's like, a great scene if like they're like he's the spokesperson and like right before like going out on stage that like, conflicted like sue's like i don't think we should endorse this guy like i don't like his record and yeah. like i don't like i don't this isn't what we stand for and he's like look we gotta do it like the like if we don't do this the funding stops coming and then he like turns to the crowd it's like i proudly endorse donald j trump for 49th president <laughs> yeah uh, basically yeah i think like he's like he's he's all about kind of doing it's like you have to do what you have to do to make progress like he he wants to operate in the system he's the system's treated him really great 
Uh, politically, he's a white straight dude, so of course it has. Um, I think Sue and Johnny could be the two that have moral conflicts with this. Like, I think like Johnny just literally has ADHD and hates having to fucking do these press events. He just wants to fly. He's like, what the f-? like? He's like, he hates being told to flame on. And uh, and then Kate Mara, Invisible Woman, she's just obsessed with uh, with the numbers. She's like, these people were endorsing, they don't do good things. He's like, but they, lo-, Reed is like, they largely do good things. And I think the thing is just like, yeah, boss. He's like, I, I follow Reed. He's a single issue voter. What's his <laughs> issue though? He's uh, he's all about like mining rights. He wants to stop, <laughs> stop, stop excavating rocks. <laughs> it's like whoever will stop the mining. <laughs> He's pro fracking, anti mining. He's like, yeah, slurp the slurp the stuff out, leave the rocks intact. Just yeah. slurp out the gas. I think fracking famously does not leave the rocks intact. Yeah, but they're a little more intact than if you. I don't know. I think yeah. I think the thing is very. I think he just trusts Reed. He's like, like I could see a scene. Why? With <laughs> that's a terrible idea no we like this version of them is not like i guess that's an aspect of the original but like this version of him where he's like brought on especially to get fucked and turned into the thing is like what if mr what if in the years since mr fantastic has helped invent a number of technologies that make the thing's life much easier like he's like invented a car that the thing can drive and like invented a special thing bed. A yeah. thing e-bike. <laughs> he's like huge riding on a little bike around the city. <laughs> and he gets hit by a car and the car just crumples. Well, like what if what if Reed is working on a machine to like reverse their powers? Like that's so class. I don't I eh. think that's in isn't yeah. that in one of those uh Fantastic Four movies? I don't know. Um I think that's good. I think that's good. No, I think what if the thing, I mean, I think just thinking about it, like the thing has to be diametrically opposed to Johnny. So what if the thing is actually kind of jingoistic? Like the thing is like all about like Reed Richards is like neo lib. He's like, you got to do what you got to do. You got to play ball to like make, to make real change. He loves loves me. He's like, this is my chance. And he's like all like, I think that, yeah, we could have like a political candidate character, you know, pull someone from the comics. Maybe it's Stephen Colbert who canonically did run for president in the Marvel cinema in the Marvel comics universe. I'm uh, about that. Like, let's, let's do it. Let, Stephen Colbert. Let's have Stephen him Colbert. do something good for once. Like, it's yeah. Been let's like... have him bring back his when when he was actually funny and do the Colbert persona as a character in this world. Uh, so we got a grand Stephen Colbert running for president. Uh, thing Ben Grimm's all about. You know, he's he's working class like junkyard. He's Shet Hanks' his little brother. Shet's back, by the way. We get him in a scene. Shet's and back. Tim, we got to Tim Heidecker briefly appears as Reed Richards' stepdad in this movie, and we got to yeah. bring him back. We got to CGH him up a little bit because he was in the flashback time. So we got to get some some of that Mark Hamill deep fake age up technology on him. Uh, okay, we're we're cooking with gas now. This was this one's starting to fly. So yeah, yeah. moral quandary. So here's one thing I want to say: a lot of these fucking superhero movies, you know, I take everyone's little favorite movie, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, because it's a political thriller. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a fucking it's a fucking action movie with some of the worst VFX shots I've ever seen. Uh, but, uh, the, they do this sort of thing, like, it's been off talked about how, like, these Marvel movies sort of pay, like, kind of lip service to being critical of, like, these concepts and, like, jingoism and, like, America stuff, and then, like, they just get, they don't ever really say anything or provoke anything, and it's, like, literally signed, most of these are literally signed off by the U.S. military so they can get access to assets and marketing, 
Uh, so, which if you don't know about that, check it out online. It's really interesting how the American propaganda machine has adapted in the modern era. But uh, I think we should really t use this opportunity to like, let's actually do something with this one. Like let's, if this is the smart thinking man's Fantastic Four, let's do something smart with it. You know, let's, let's try to say something by the end of this. I don't know what that's going to be exactly. I think that, you know, and this is a broader thing with theme. I think that you've, a lot of writers talk about, you find theme as you, you don't know your, th you know the themes, but you don't know the, the actual message. And then, yeah. you know, not message, like we're not looking for a direct allegory, but we're going to find what we're trying to say and what this piece needs yeah. to say by the end of this. Yeah, no, we're finding it. Um, I think that it comes down to like, what does... What is like Reed's overall goal to start? And I think we can branch from there. Yeah. So Reed has to, Reed's doing this. Reed's going along with the with Stephen Colbert because he has some sort of larger goal that he's like, I have to do this to to achieve this. What if the um, funding is at stake? Like, what if? Oh, what if this presidential candidate is visiting Latveria as like a symbolic like stop on the campaign trail and asks the Fantastic Four to come along? As like what if symbolic. The, yeah. What if the yeah, the Fantastic Four have to come along because of their personal ties with Victor Von Doom. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I like, yeah. So what page, what page are they on with him? And how much is so, happening off screen versus on screen? I don't know. Like, I love the, the, the upstyle montage is great, but if we're going to, you know, really do this, like, I think it's got to be done in a more eloquent way than an upstyle montage. No, I think uh, we do the scene we were talking about where he starts to slaughter the sheep better and then we just cut away. Like with them, like being very impressed, and then we say like five years later, and yeah, um, and then we can have we should just have a scene where like the Fantastic Four are like being briefed, at, like they can see like videos and stuff of his rise to power as they discuss it, and you know like but what being if we briefed... withhold it and it's like this country's having a rise to power with like they have their own like very like fascist leader, um, you know like the way that like Trump would go visit Bolsonaro and stuff, like they have yeah, their yeah, own yeah. Bolsonaro type figure. And they're like watching this and they're like, and they're like, this country's developing technology we've never seen before. Yeah. And that's part of like what's got Reed worried. And I think his overall goal is that this Stephen Colbert has basically promised them, like, if you help me get elected, I'll let you like basically rewrite the military in your, in your vision, Mr. Fantastic. Like you can. Like, I think he has a lot of ideas about national security, Mr. Fantastic, about, like, how you could actually keep America safe, um, how you could keep the world safe. I think he thinks he can create world peace if he could just have the power to, and he's, mm -hmm. but he's been stopped by bureaucracy. It doesn't matter that he's the mm -hmm. smartest man in the world. Bureaucracy is getting in the way, and so he's like, sometimes you got to play the game. Like, he's like, we can create world peace. I think that's a good scene, peace. too. Yeah. I think it's a great scene if we can have him, ha like, have this, like, brilliant idea i mean it could be something as simple as it's like he's like it's like opens with him like in this like meeting with like ford execs and he's like yeah this what this is clean energy like i've invented this thing it's clean energy no pollution cheap blah 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 and then they're like yeah we're not gonna do that uh like that's not how we make money and like he has to like get scurried out and he's like you know he's like so smart but he just can't understand that it's like the world doesn't work that way and yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like that's that's sort of his moral thing. It's like if I can just get what I need, and yes, mm -hmm. so Stephen Colbert op offers it up on a silver platter. It's like you can be my Elon Musk. Maybe they like, 
So they're they're being asked to go visit in this context anyways, but maybe someone from Latveria reaches out to Johnny. It can either be Johnny or Sue. We can decide who and is like is like we love the tech. We've heard about the tech you guys are de- designing. We'd love to try to take it to market through our country. Um, like, please come have this meeting with us. And I think it should be Sue. And she's like, this is great. Like this, this could provide us the funding. This could provide us the opportunity to like distribute this to the world. And Reed's like, no, we can't do it through that country. Like we can't trust them. And she's like, we, well, our country's not supporting it anyways. Like, well, we, so what does Sue want? Do you think? What's Sue's what like character traits? In the, in the comics movie? and stuff. Well, it, oh. there's nothing in the first movie besides she can recognize patterns, um, which is I like, yeah, she's... a toddler can do that. That's not really smart. Yeah. So Sue, I mean, like, she's just kind of got the, like, women in comics issue in general where she's just kind of, like, viewed as, like, the strong woman um, and doesn't. Mm-hmm. I do think a defining thing is that in the Civil War comics, like a big thing was that her and Reed were on different sides of the aisle. He was with Tony Stark with the like, we should register with the government. And um, she was with Captain America, um, which I think taps into what we're thinking of for this project. Um, yeah, for I was uh... for stick two. Yeah, I was reading some stuff. They're they're I mean, they've they've had kid arcs before. She's had a miscarriage before in the comics, which could be I mean, I'm thinking like this one would probably be coming out like 20, 2025. No, it could be an interesting thing that happened off camera. Like they're ten years older, they're in their they're thirty now or something. I guess they're like twenty eight now. Uh I don't know. Well, I, read, I have a bit of an I had an idea. Reed Richards like... pull out game week. Sorry, I keep going. Well, Sue is not just there in a different version of the comics. She was not just with Reed. She was with Ben with the thing. And I oh, like would, in a, in else world or something. Um, I'm not sure. Just in another, like, I think in another timeline, like they ended up together mm-hmm. rather than her and Reed. And mm-hmm. I was like, in terms of like interpersonal, like more grounded conflicts in this, one thing I would buy is like that Reed still holds a candle for her. Cause at least in the movie, mm-hmm. I certainly didn't buy any romance between the two, but I bought that he had held a candle for her. Um, and what if he still does 10 years later and she's kind of secretly together with the thing? Sorry. Wait, Reed holds a candle for her or Ben holds it. What does hold a candle mean? What is this phrase? It's like you have a crush. Oh, and, and you're saying that, that, uh, the rock boy has a crush on her. I'm saying, her and the thing are together in our oh. movie. I don't know, man. It's what you don't want to think I don't about. Know. Like, I'm not like you know, I, I, I'm not like a purist by any means, but I guess that happened in the Elseworlds. It just doesn't feel, doesn't feel, I, there was nothing like I, I feel like we got to do some work to earn any romance in this movie. Like, this I'd love rather triangle. know no romance then. I don't, I don't like her. And well, they're Reed. together, they're together. Okay, her and Reed can right. be together, I guess. That's the, I mean, that's it's, the classic thing. They're, they they fell so in love off frame. Boring. Can the thing have a crush on her then? Or what if, like, what can if, they not be well, together? in the comics, she had a fling with Namor, Prince of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. What if we bring in a little crossover from Black Panther to Wakanda Forever and bring over that guy who's not dead and is 
evil or something. I don't know. I didn't really get what was going on there. Uh, beautifully Maybe. shot film. Definitely beautifully beautifully shot, shot film. film. Definitely great trailer. Uh, uh, <laughs> great trailer. Great trailers. The let me yeah. tell you, in the trailer biz, when that one dropped, we were all hooting and hollering. We were like, "Trailers are back, baby." Um. <laughs> Yeah, what if we brought in a new... What if we brought in... I mean, they're a classic silver... It would be really funny if we did, uh, like, our own version of Namor, which is technically a Fantastic Four villain, and uh, but did it, like, more like the classic Namor, like the one that they still have in there, where it's, like, this, like, weird elf white guy who's just, like, really mean all the time. I like the take they did in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think it's more modernized, but the guy in the comics is just such a fucking prick since like the 50s <laughs> and he like predates all the other superheroes like he's a holdover from like i guess human torch is like from like the world war ii marvel comic when it was like timely comics or whatever but he has like now more human torch and captain america like the holdovers from the olden days and he's just this dick i wanna i'd love to keep it at dr doom and Latveria. what if dr doom teams up with namor you know, we'll keep that in our back pocket. I think that's <laughs> where I don't want to hand Trank a play. Like, this is like giving him too many dogs in his Airbnb. <laughs> well, he's going to ask. He's like, how many dogs do I get for this one? Like, what happened gotta, to the old dogs? He's already got to deal with like 24 dogs. I don't think we can give him two villains. I think I, I don't think all 24 made it, though. Something tells me that man's had some dog casualties. Oh, and not God. just like for natural causes. I think there was like some forgetting to feed them and they started going Lord of the Flies in there. And there's just like one really big chihuahua filled with other chihuahuas. <laughs> it's like a guy when people get beta fish and they eat each other. <laughs> he comes in this massive chihuahua. There's like a little chihuahua's face like sticking through its stomach, like trying to bark. It barks, a little chihuahua skull flies out. <laughs> and just diagrams of his ideas for fan four stick where he's just like keeps writing like body horror. <laughs> he's got big plans for the trank cut. They're gonna get it. Grounded. He's like Neat. calling up Zack Snyder. He's like, How did you get how'd you pull that off? How'd you get that? He's like, Well, first things people have to like your movies. Which I don't know how you how you would do it because I don't know how I did it. I don't know uh, how Snyder did it. I, I, I don't I, know how Snyder did it. This was not. Oh God, we're gonna like lose every fucking listener to all of these always with these takes. But like, this was not wildly worse to me than Batman v Superman. Like, I saw that. Have you seen that? I've never seen it. I've seen. I think. I think of any of these like stupid superhero movies. I've seen the least. Like, cause I'll watch clips now and then out of curiosity and like. Cause yeah, you know I like fights and stuff, but like I can't, I could never sit down and watch all of that. That seems like too much. This was like super lifeless, and no one's motivations make sense, and there's no fun ever, and it feels like a chore to watch. But it feels like they know how to make a movie. Like the Man of Steel movie made me nauseous because it's like they don't know that like you can't edit shots together next to each other like that because like. Zack Snyder doesn't understand how a brain sees a space through multiple camera angles. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain if you don't know filmmaking that well, or as like deeply as some people. But like, it's like his geography is awful, and like his sense of like being like, where are the people right now? Like, you should a good action director, you should be able to pause the movie and say, where are they? Yeah, and... like, where's this? Going? Like, it's like that's why the best action scenes are like. 
like the 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 matrix two like road where it's like it's a linear path with like a couple of little offshoots but you always know it's like this guy's back here this guy's up here they Is catch it? it like the best actions that's why mad max fury road works the best action scenes have very clearly defined geography that's why they're always on like a tower or a road or something yeah. that you're like this is where it is or even when like when james when john wick works well it's just literally the simple thing of like we know whether he is doing well in his fights whether they're with guns or with fist fighting or a car chase we know whether he's doing well or not at any given time you could pause it and be like where's he at right now it's like oh he's yeah. getting his ass kicked he's overwhelmed by guys or like oh he's winning right now he's overpowering them like I guess that's the, this movie. It's one action scene. It has one action scene and a car chase for some reason. Um, Wait, Fantastic Four? When was the car chase? Fantastic. Did you follow the Michael B. Jordan intro? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was like a thing that needed to be in the movie kind of scene and not a. God, they introduced him so late. Everything happened. I guess yeah, it makes sense. This was a first act. They stretched out because it's like. It kind of, I keep going like, when's this movie gonna get going? And like, it's like, oh, it. They felt so clever when they were like, it ends with them being the Fantastic Four. It's like that sucks. Which like people hated. By that point already, like that's yeah. Like, movies like that shit suck. It's like I came here to watch the fucking Rock Boy and the Fire Boy, and the other two. And like, why are you fucking? Why do I gotta hang out with bad versions? Like, hanging Iron out Man, in a lot of fucking warehouse offices. Iron Man doesn't work without the sequence where he's like beta Iron Man and breaks out of the holding cell the Taliban are holding him in. Because you have that sequence, it's like, yes, that movie follows the thing where it's like he's not really Iron Man until literally the last line, but you get <laughs> Iron Man-esque things. <laughs> I mean, Iron Man 1 is has way more action scenes than this. Just like, I feel like I've right. seen that one a couple times. And like like on FX back in the day, you know, you turn on FX, <laughs> like, ah, Iron Man time. Yeah, let's watch it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was like, the, there's a lot of Iron Man time in that. There's a lot of time of him like flying. I mean, it's easier because it's not a team thing. But, like, this one, it was, it literally was, like, they kind of get to, like, they don't learn to work together until, like, the last fight, and it's the most shoehorned bad writing thing ever, or it's, like, they're they're all, like, I'm gonna, each of us is gonna say a line and try to take on Doctor Doom at the same time, but one at a time. Yeah. Uh, and then that doesn't work. And they're, like, no, we have to all fight at once. I had this thought while watching the action scene. Um, I remember in, ele like, elementary school i think i might have been in fifth grade and my friend was in sixth grade and the two of us were trying to make our own comic book series that we were yeah. gonna like try to like distribute in the local walmart or something and we had built this team that was pretty much like knockoff teen titans and yeah. we were writing our like pilot comic book and like how at the end like they all need to get together to like fight a common threat in like the superhero high school or whatever and uh i remember being like yeah and like then like what if there was like a thing where like they all have to put their powers into this like goo or something so like they, all the powers have to be used together to defeat the villain and i remember her going at the the ripe age of 11 years old she was like let's not do the thing where they just <laughs> they all have to put their powers together it's like that's we've seen it before in power rangers and bionic like let's come on and I was yeah. like, you know what? You're right. And I remember sitting there thinking like, wow, they, no one had that thought working on this one, did they? Well, it's all. Maybe Trank did. The Fantastic Four are the worst to do it with because their powers are so funny. Like they're, they combine <laughs> terribly because like two of the heroes have cool powers, 
that like young children would like to see and two of them have except for weirdos like me the weirdest powers ever like how does an elastic guy and a fire guy how do they combine their powers like the way yeah. that they <laughs> the way they do it in the fantastic four tim stories fantastic four is so yeah. funny because like they freeze dr doom by creating a cyclone what two of them working together makes sense a cyclone. But like, they, oh yeah, they she, do like the, the she, fire. She, she creates a force field, and he, the Human Torch spins around and creates the heat. And then they need to add colds. And how do they add cold, Sam? The Human Torch picks up a manhole. That's all he does, and then breaks off a fire hydrant. And Mister Fantastic turns into a water slide to shoot the water at the fire and force field. Like it's like that's what they contributed. They're a hose. <laughs> Together they're a hose. <laughs> that's something this should grapple with too. Like I mean, yeah, they're they're cool cuz they're silver age superheroes from this like olden time where like people were kind of like you could do anything with superheroes back then because of the formula wasn't like now I feel like every superhero I mean now it's all like subversive or the boys or whatever but like it's usually like energy blasts and shit and it's like this was yeah. cool it's like yeah wouldn't that be cool like originally Sue Storm like she just turns invisible that's her whole deal she's like the girl and she turns invisible and it's like she was the invisible girl uh so it would be cool to play with that and yeah not do anything stupid like that fun fact i actually know the uh dp from those tim story fantastic four movies uh he lives in charlottesville virginia and i've met him a bunch of times he would like come and like help teach cinematography classes while i was teaching down there this summer i'll probably run into him he's a he's got some funny stories i just love that that movie one of its major action scenes is because the thing tries to kill himself by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, or wait, no, it's the it's a New York Bridge. I don't. Is it the? I don't yeah, remember. It's, it's it's uh. God, that yeah, I remember. Insane. I remember it being the Golden Gate Bridge, but I guess yeah. What would it be like? The like Williamsburg Bridge. That has the scene where his he he causes this big traffic accident, and then they save all the people out of the exploding trucks, and then his wife walks out of the crowd, takes her wedding ring off, and puts it on the ground. Oh and yeah, that's how she, she divorces him. him. <laughs> and then he can't pick it up <laughs> him not be able to pick it up was good oh sam raimi stole that wait was that's in that movie right uh the that's thing can't pick the up the ring one. right his his yeah. his fingers are too big and then sam yeah. raimi's like taking that sandman <laughs> can't pick up well, the ring they stole yeah well the sandman one is much better <laughs> it's <is so> poetic <laughs> um wait okay so let's get into this so i think so that but they're they're, what they want to me makes sense because I think that Reed wants to be like a famous symbol of like heroism. He oh, thinks... he's got a chip on his shoulder because he wants to be he wants to be famous. Uh, like, he wants maybe to be he's the cool got a chip one. on his shoulder because kids hate his power. He's like yeah, never no on one likes his fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves Johnny and the Thing. Yeah, what if oh what if we do like we've seen all the stuff of like the Thing hates being the Thing. It's hard to be the Thing. But this is like, you know, 10 years after 2015, uh, like he's gone through it. And this version of the thing is like, he's down. He's, he's like really well adjusted. Like the most thing like fucks. he fucks, the thing he fucks. Gets yeah, he's got, the he's got the, the blind girlfriend thing going on. Uh, but, uh, they're poly. He's opened it up. So he's also like with girlfriends who can see him. And he's like, and yeah, he, women he who can see me like me too. About it. 
it's just <laughs> they're like we get I get laid more pilot. as a rock than I did as a cock. <laughs> Does the thing have a cock though? I'm I'm I know we're not the first podcast to discuss this, I'm sure, but how's that work, do you think? He wears pants in the comics, right? But this he's nude. I think everything about him's a rock, except he's got a he's just still got his human dick hanging between the rocks. <laughs> He's Between the got... rocks, so like, is it is it kind of flush? Like, even if it's fully erect, is it just sort of like in a little hole? Like, it can't really get out. <laughs> it's got to be really horny for it to get out. He's like, oh, I like I, it. you think he's he, he's thought about taking the jackhammer there, sort of clear some space around it, so you could like fit a <laughs> fit an ass in there. <laughs> I think so. I think it's and that's part of like he likes Reed because Reed like invented like helped him get his dick out of the rocks and like invent. I'm like thinking like you'd need like a thing toilet like. It's Sort of like I think it's like a two. I think it's sort of like an extension thing. It's sort of like a. It's like a dildo with a flashlight on the inside. It's like a strap-on oh sort of deal. So it's like it slots onto his human cock uh, uh-huh. and strokes him off mechanically, but then it extends out and he can use that to insert. But uh-huh. Reed made sure to design it to look like it's just r- rock, so nobody even knows it's a uh-huh. fake. It's a fake uh, flashlight dick. They think it's just oh, the thing has a rat cock. And, and what if the human he, torch? Then made sure it made it into the tabloids. <laughs> what if the human torch hates? Like he he's not about it because he like can't get late anymore. Because if he gets too excited, he flames on. He's like, if he gets busted. turned on, he flames on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna be, okay. What's the busting joke? Get it out. Let's get the busting. I don't know what I was just gonna say. He's busting Bobby, but we're he's what, I, bust busting Johnny, <laughs> Justin Johnny. He's, He's 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 jizzing uh, Johnny. <laughs> no, can we do can we do can we can we do like a shot for shot recreation of the Hancock busting scene? But like he does. You have you seen Hancock? I don't with remember. I I have seen Hancock. I liked that. I saw movie it once in the theater. <laughs> I saw I saw that once in the theater when I was like thirteen or something. And the main thing I remember, I mean, a lot of it, the insane movie. We should do a Hancock too. We should definitely do a mm-hmm. Hancock too. Definitely. Uh, I hear the studios are looking for it. Will Smith's looking for a reboot. Uh but uh the there's a scene in Hancock where he's hooking up with this li- it's like when he's like in his like fuck up like era yeah. at the beginning of the film and he's hooking up with this lady and then he's like, oh, God. he's like about to buzz. He's like, oh, God, okay, get off, get off, get off. And she he like throws her off of him onto the bed. And then it just cuts to outside of the trailer he lives in. And you just see these like bullet holes go through the roof. Like his shit shoots out like a rocket. And it, like if he didn't get her off in time, he would have shot her through her vagina into her skull. Horrifying. Horrifying. I But we should do that shot for shot, but with fire. And so sure. then and that could be that could be a third act reveal where he's like like he's like he's gonna have a monologue. We're gonna give Michael B. Jordan a real meaty monologue. He's like, you know why I'm so hot headed all the time? It's not the flames. It's cause every time I try to bust, you know, well and then we kind of he looks up and we kind of fade into a flashback and then we just literally use the footage from Hancock but we like replace him like like we reshoot like just a plate of Michael B. Jordan and we put him in there and then we add fire to it and then it fades back wanna... and then Ben Grimm the thing oh is gonna God. be like hey buddy you, or actually he doesn't sound like that in this one he doesn't Enough. sound like like they, they, gave him, they gave him the softest voice in this movie too he's like oh, no I know I'm the thing uh, they cast like, this what? scrawny my, my, boy. My cock's not all that either. And he like takes off his pants. Uh, and he's like, whoa, look at that giant rock cock. And he's like, nope. And he goes like, shh, shh. 
shows the mechanics of the flashlight, and he's got like a little showed. But it's okay, like big for enough. big for him as they a person. They get it. They get it. Like, I want to do and really he talks like, about. Oh my god. <laughs> he's like, when I was a person, I was a pretty short guy, so this was yeah, huge we for get me. It. But we now I'm huge, it. so it's small. Good. Yeah. Good. I know I brought this up, but like, oh my god. <laughs> I just want to do like a like like flashback to like literally <laughs> twenty minutes ago when you were like, yeah, we can like actually say something with this. Like this isn't like Winter Soldier. <laughs> like, like a good deal of our pitch is like, so this is how this character has sex. <laughs> we're definitely not horny. Uh, um. Okay. So Reed. Okay. Reed wants to be. <laughs> I like it. Reed's it's jealous because <laughs> Reed thinks that Reed thinks that Johnny and the thing fuck. The thing does fuck. Johnny's having troubles in the bedroom. Johnny Johnny's acting like he's all that, but he's it's not all that. Yeah. What and if it's yeah? What if we're doing like Austin Powers sixties? I always I like the Fantastic Four in sixties mode. Like it's kind of like like what if the first act is playing like a sex comedy, um, and uh, Reed just he's. He's holding a candle for uh, the Invisible Woman. Um, she's, I mean, I'm, I think she's just gay. I don't know. Like she, does, she, she reads as ace to me. She re actually, she reads as ace to me in this movie. She does not seem sexual. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have to. We don't have to see her fuck. Like we've already got enough scenes devoted to seeing people fuck. But like, I think she's. I think that the this stands it stands to reason that there was a rope in the ten years since we last saw the Fantaforstic that these two pursued a romance and either they're broken up now and it's rocky between them or we do the classic dynamic where they're husband and fucking wife uh, that everybody wants. Okay, we can make a let's just Mom make a and husband dad. And wife. We've got to so clear keep going. your child of divorce. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We've only got like 20 minutes to crack the rest of this. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Stephen Colbert. It's such Wedge a issue. recurring bit that you're like, my parents <laughs> love each other more. <laughs> it's a good bit. It's really funny to make fun of someone for that. <laughs> I want to make me. my fable. I want to make my fableman someday. Your your fableman's is gonna be so boring because it's like if my parents <laughs> stayed together. It's it's gonna be a, a book of Henry esque thing about you dying of gout and writing a book about <laughs> taking down the gout hot dog Gorman. manufacturer. <laughs> gout Gorman over here. I, I um, should have had more clout than gout. But yeah, here you I am. Sir, you're, Gout meter is way got a higher more than your than clout, clout meter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, that doesn't mean I have that much gout. Despite being one of the most achieved ghostwriters in LA. So, Aaron in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, in Hollywood, baby. Um, okay, so I think, so Reed wants to, he wants, he thinks that, so like there. There's like a funny old thing. I like this that like he wants to be a cooler hero. Um, I think that's a funny bit. I think he wants to like work with this politician where he's like, if we work within the system, we can create way more change. Like he's a neo lib. I think Sue is like 
we should work independently. Like working with the government does not serve us. Like they, they have never done good by us. Like we don't need to operate within the system. We're like, we're the system. We should work as a family and we can debut this technology ourselves. And Reed's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Like that's, that's not how it's done. That's not how you should do it. Um, the thing is with Reed, cause his life's great now and he loves Reed again. They're buddies, they're junkyard pals. He loves the president. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's so great at business. Like, we we, we have to trust him. Like, he'd be a great Maybe Colbert's uh, already president, and uh, this is his second term. And they maybe, like, their first gig they do is under him, and it's questionable. Oh, it's like a blatant, like, uh, it's like a sort of, like, killing Bin Laden kind of thing where it's like, oh, you really timed this, like, right right around midterms or, or like, right before the election. Uh, except it's not killing Bin Laden because like they were trying to do that. It's like something that like feels a little extra du- judiciary or whatever. Maybe they're trying to start a war with Latveria because they've been growing in power so much, and that's he's maybe he's trying. I like this being an election movie. Like he's trying to win re-election. He's actually become kind of unpopular, and he's trying to win re-election by priming a war with Latveria. And I think Reed is equally worried because the tech coming out of this country rivals the tech he's making. It's an ego mm-hmm. thing. And I yeah. think Sue Sue is like, this tech is game-changing stuff. It's exactly what we believe in. Like, I think we should be going to meet with this country. And he's like, no, you can't trust them. Like, they're, we don't know where this is coming from. It's He doesn't trust them because he didn't build it. Um, yeah, this is cool, too, because Dr. Doom could be over there being the, like, celebrity that Reed wants to be. Because that's the whole thing with Dr. Doom, right, is he, I mean, like, talk about evil Reed Richards. He's like... He's Reed Richards without the family. He's the smart, super smart guy, but he has cool powers too. So he's Reed. I think they don't know it's Dr. Doom yet though, because I don't think they, none of them would trust him if it was him, if they knew it was him yet. But if they like arrived they in the country. Know? Is I, he in disguise like over there? He, he's got like a puppet, he's got a puppet leader that he's using. Okay. He's got like a so, fake president. In the We're comics, like, is Dr. Doom's face fucked up or does he just wear the mask to look cool? He fucks up his own face and wear and chooses to wear the mask in the comics. Does he choose to fuck up his own face? I don't think he chooses to. Uh, is is he from the Cosmic Rays? Is he unrelated incident? It doesn't even. It doesn't matter though. We're stuck with like he's and, he's, and this guy. It's stuck to him. The suit's molded to him. So yeah, he's. I mean, he could. He could be. I mean, I guess to me, he could have developed is, is a like, cure or something. You know. Yeah, or he maybe he has tech. He has like hologram technology where he's disguising himself as yeah. like you don't know, you don't see it's him. You just see like a you see a Bolsonaro esque leader that's giving these speeches, that's inventing these things. Sick. Um, and I yeah. and they and so the movie begins. It's like a it's like a road trip '60s movie where it's like we're going with the president to visit Latveria, and um, I think. At, first the thing loves it the thing and reed love it because they're being treated like celebrities and maybe people want to fuck reed in latveria like maybe they love him like they think like there they do think he's cool he has fans there and he starts to actually kind of like it um and actually maybe once they arrive it's actually sue and johnny that are like something's not quite right here like these people they're being weird and maybe eventually Johnny accidentally flames on he it would have killed a civilian but he actually reveals that it's a robot it's a doom bot 
Cool. I think that's Doctor. Sick. What if Doctor Doom's replaced the whole population with Doombots, and he's like, "That's why the country's going so well is because they're all just robots he controls." Yeah. Oh shit! And this is like part. Of, wait. So what's his plan? Wait. Yeah. So first, one idea though. Uh, Johnny. Johnny doesn't like it over there too because Johnny. They don't like him over there. Like. Uh. Uh, for some reason. How uh, do we make and... that not racist? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had that thought as I was saying it. Uh, well, I don't know. It's like, it's just like he's big in America and, uh, you know, he's like the star. He's the, he's the hothead there. He's the famous one uh, in America, just like in the, you know, Chris Evans version. But then over there, over what if they're like an intellectual, what if Doom models them after himself? So this like sort of like scandinavian like intellectual sort of like yeah. uh european thing and they're like they like a thinking man's hero like reed richards yeah. and then they like the thing because he's the funny sidekick like they've got their <laughs> merch over there and it's just it's like two packs of those two like they're the two on the cereal boxes they don't like the storms maybe yeah, they don't I like mean, the storms just... because the storm storm is a bad name over there you know storm you know that don't like yeah, storms and, and not very in europe storm storm is like a slur <laughs> like stormtrooper like the nazis and like storms yeah. yeah they don't like the storms or maybe i think the storms co- oh they come from generational wealth because they're the, like they're from that guy they're from the dad that runs the academy so it's like we don't like nepo babies in latveria um and reed and ben you know they're from working class backgrounds they can relate to these farmers uh like uh sue and johnny they're, they're just in the hoity-toity upper classes they're, they're like where's the Wait, country so are they, are, is is are the latverians I, I i know we were talking about them being like these like rural peasanty farmer like porridge eating people but uh, yeah, are they so? Are they like farmers, or are they like hoity-toity uh, people who don't like uh, who don't they're, like a brash? They're new rich. They're former farmers that have become like their country has escalated in ten years, and suddenly they're like it's like they've uh-huh. like radic- they've radically grown in the last ten years, and so they've and got they love their... industry and ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. And I think that they arrive i mean i think doom's plan is he's building more and more doom bots the re- population's growing and he's like i look at how great this has been for this country we can use these doom bots to take over the world and um like and i don't it's a question of whether he wants to replace the population of the whole world with robots that he controls or i think he just like wants to use them as like a police service that control the world like he's you get what I so mean? So he's just he's his goal is world domination, right? Like his that's goal sort of is his world thing. domination. Yeah, he, I think that. Yeah, I think we need to find. An, I mean, how, how are we doing on time? Because I'd love to find a little bit of an angle on Doom. Uh, um, Bob Iger is in the building and has actually oh. just started his fifteen-minute shit. Okay, so uh, we let's got just quick. Minutes. Let's hash out something. Just like here. Do you hear that downstairs? Uh, yeah, Bob Iger is taking his shit downstairs. For for audiences that don't know, Bob Iger, famously in the industry, this is inside baseball. He uh, he takes a big shit that takes fifteen minutes before a pitch. That's how he's he ready to, to a pitch. So um, he's a big uh, purger. We've only got fourteen minutes now. So what are you thinking would do? Bob Iger anal purge. Um, I think that it. Well, so this guy in this in the first one, he's like a prick. Who was like a hotshot scientist, but like 
quit because he was uh didn't know how to work with others. God, that was all a reshoot too. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> and uh, stop shooting movies twice, guys. Um, then he goes in there because he wants to be he wants to be famous too. He wants to be famous, and then yeah. he gets cosmic raised or whatever, and uh, he he gets stuck in that world for like a year and then they he comes back and tries to eat our world in like a rage fit i think this one should be more of like of super smart like i think it should be like he's really measured and seems like real like we should do the like super genius doc mild man or dr doom where it's like it's annoying when like the villain is like just really good at politicking you know, we yeah. can have some great scenes of him just like totally like navigate. They're like, he tried to suck up the world into our thing to Colbert. And Colbert's like, oh, is this true, uh, Mr. Doom? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, the, the that was the old me. But now look at the prosperity I've brought to the econ- the global economy. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think he thinks, I, I don't think he wants to replace the whole world population because that doesn't make sense. But if he installed... If he built these Doom bots that look like people, that look like Latvian citizens, and installed them in key positions around the world, he's like, we could have world peace. Like, imagine, yeah, he wants... like, in America, if you met, if you replaced all the politicians with your own Doom bots, you could They'd all agree with me. Yeah, effectively change the country exactly as you want to and stuff like that. So I think, like, it makes sense. He's He's essentially pitching a version of what Reed's pitching, which is like he wants to beat Reed. He wants to beat Reed at his own game. Reed is sh- like it's it's not it's like kind of out not like public knowledge, but it's like he's was able to get a hold of like Reed this project Reed's doing his like save the world plan, like world peace plan. He's like that's not gonna work. That's not human nature. I can do it. I'll do better than you because I hate you. Yeah, uh, it's and personal. I think, and I think this plan's not revealed at first. I think at first he's like. He's got kind of like a cover plan, which is that he's like, mm-hmm. he's like the way I've built up this country. I think if we provide wealth and resources to all countries that I provided here, like that would fix everything. It's just like these countries don't have the tech to support their citizens. And I, I think it could be like a second act thing that Sue is kind of getting wooed by this. And that plays into the love triangle where she like, he's talking, she likes the way he's talking a lot more than the way Reed's talking in terms of like how you could actually help the world. Because she's been pushing Reed, like, just do it yourself. You don't need to operate in the system. And here's Dr. Doom doing that. Now, here's my twist that I want to pitch. Uh-huh. Colbert's a Doombot. Uh-huh. All along, Dr. Doom installed him in America years ago. He's already begun this plan. You don't know who's it. That's part of what makes Dr. Doom great. You never know who's a Doombot and who's not. Like the Ozymandias, uh, that's, why would I tell you my plan? I started it 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Seems like the plan would be kind of convoluted then, but we can iron that out. We'll leave that for Michael Arndt or whoever they're gonna get to actually write the the pages. We he installs. Yeah, he installs robots in key positions. <laughs> he install Doctor Doom installs robots in key positions of power. That makes sense to me. Why wouldn't he yeah. make the president? No, that robot? makes sense. It's like, why would he? So he put him in there to bring the Fantastic Four to him. No, he's just already doing his plan. Like he doesn't. And the Fantastic a... Four is just this like side thing. He's not like because I think his plan has to be tied to like it is personal for him. He I think he wants to lure Reed them and there. Sue. He wants to lure them there because he hates Reed and Sue. Well, he hates Reed. He loves Sue. 
and he yeah but like in like a haiti like he's like one of those like creeps who's like yeah horny but hates her it's a weird tinder boy and he um he yeah he wants to lure the fantastic four because they're the only ones that can stop him mm-hmm. um, he knows that so yeah that's mm-hmm. part of the reason he has the doom bot as president is to i mean like maybe like the entire cabinet staff that they're traveling with are all robots and like his plan is already in motion um, yeah and they have to destroy i don't know like how do they beat him like what's i because my well, bad he's, idea he's got to have like a sorry keep going just my bad idea is like oh they have to destroy the server that runs all the robots but that's lame i think that's uh, yeah no more of that shit uh i'm not doing that anymore i've done it in my own bullshit too many times um <laughs> uh, what if what if it's like they're so they're like the event like they've been doing this for 10 years they're like you know super classic superheroes going on adventures like they fought it? some scrolls and some stuff like that before and so he's like okay for for this to work i do have to stop the fantastic War. i have to capture them and so he's got some kind of device classic supervillain, like anti-cosmic ray thing he just has to get them to latveria and get them in this fucking dome and they'll be shut, they'll be powered the fuck off and destroyed or something. Like something simple like that where it's just like he, for his plan to work, he knows that he needs to stop the smartest and most powerful people in the world who know him personally and would stop him. Uh, but he's already got things in motion so that like then we can have an all hope is lost moment where they're fucking stuck mm-hmm. and they've got to do some shenanigans, like work through their differences to solve it and realize that it's all fucked. And that the whole system needs to be burned down. Yeah, I, we could I have know. like a we could have a more nihilistic kind of ending too. Where like part of the thing that's cool with Doombots is like he'll frequently make himself a Doombot. So I think like they travel to this base to shut down this thing and to defeat him. And as they do so, like they think they won, but then as they like theoretically kill him. He's just a Doombot, and they don't know where the real Doctor Doom is still, and they don't know who amongst them in the real world is a Doombot or not. And it sets us up for Fan Four Stick Four Tree. <laughs> um, it's Fantastic uh, Four Twenty. I think we should. I think the title for this FYI should be Fan Four Stick Four Colon TW Four. So it's like, so the two is spelled TW4. But that would be the four is the O instead of the A. So it's it's twa. Yeah. Fantastic four, two, twa. (laughs) Which is French for two. Yeah. So it it makes sense. They're near France because they're in (laughs) Latveria. That's Latverian. We'll set that up. He'll be like, oh, you know that the the Latverian for two is twa. (laughs) Maybe Latverians, because like they were a poor country for so long, they couldn't afford like numbers and letters. So sometimes they just use a lot of numbers as letters, like on signage and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because the sheep just weren't bringing in the letters money. They didn't know how to kill the sheep as efficiently as with the energy force field powers. Uh, Yeah, he's a god. I feel like, okay, so Doctor Doom, so like, what's the climax of this? Like, what's, we've got six minutes. Time travel, time travel. It's, they're going to, where are they time traveling to? They're going to go back to where it all began. They're going to go back that sucks to too. Trank one. They're going to go back to Trank 1 and they're going to kill uh, Dr. Doom 1 
and then he'll fade away. I mean, like, I did have the thought where it's like, okay, you could do the thing where it's like, he invent because the heat in the comics, Doctor Doom does invent a time machine. He could have it if they use the time machine, they could go back and try to stop themselves from ever becoming this. But like that sucks too. That's as overdone as sky beams. Both like yeah. trying to undo the last movie and just like yeah, it's just what if they uh, what if they go into like they've got an alternate reality thing and they go into the world beyond the film and they go into no, the world eh. of Trank and they this, meet Josh Trank. Plug, pulling this plug. I had this thought too. And I was like, no, we're so close to a serious episode that doesn't oh, <laughs> involve. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not. Okay. Uh, 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 they, I want uh, them. They can meet Josh Trank in the post credits. Okay. I want them to meet Trank, Trank too. And his I dogs. Want I want him to drink off, but it's, uh, we're so close. Bob Iger needs this, dude. Like, did you see the last season of The Mandalorian? Like, they're fucked. They're, <laughs> they're just tuckered out over there. Um, Climax. What's a classic Doom fight that's, uh, they, uh, ev- they make the thing evil with mind control. They gotta fight the thing. I don't know. Um, yeah what, what's I mean, a cool i mean giant robot fight we haven't really seen like a giant robot fight in one of these movies and like ever like could we fight a mech yeah what if the like what if the love variants be like are able to like because they're all doing bots <laughs> like they're able to all start piling on top of each other and turn into like a giant robot a giant doom bot like they they strip <laughs> their a giant skin robot made out of these eastern european peasants yes Stitched together. We're doing like a '60s romp with total, total classic change. '60s giant flesh <laughs> robot. <laughs> You'll see, like a John Lennon marijuana and the flesh robots. Imagine all the flesh robots. <laughs> I feel like the thing is gonna relate. He's gonna be like, that, "That's a lot like my penis." My flesh, I'm like my a flesh. flesh I'm like a flesh robot of stones. <laughs> so, yeah, we haven't seen. Let me go of to giant... space, like a space fight, a pirates. What's well, a set piece? I think the Eastern European is the silver robot, surfer. He's an Eastern European robot. Is something we've never seen before. That's original, Sam. But maybe <laughs> that's for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> also, what with everything going on in Eastern Europe, might not be tasteful to do flesh robots. I think that's a fantastic idea, and I absolutely spell fantastic with a four for both of the A's. And toi. That's good. The four represents one. So fantastic four one had one four for one. One four means one. Fantastic four two, two four. So that's the formula for this one. Two fours twos. (laughs) Two fours two, one fours one. We're still doing trois. We're still doing two T W four. (laughs) And then for the third one, it'll be called Fantastic Four Four, but it'll be before and test. Four testic four. Just add an extra, and it's like there's not the fourth one. The fourth one would have four fours, and that'll be fan, fan, f- fantasticular four. Fantastic uh, forty-four. It sucks so bad. <laughs> the worst episode we ever recorded. Best episode. Great episode. We're <laughs> uh, so yeah. So what's our theme? Um, it's a Marxist piece, I guess, right? It's a Marxist piece. Uh, no, it's... I think it's post woke. 
actually. Don't, don't trust fascist. It's the 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 robot of of <laughs> Latvian Eastern European people is a total it represents metaphor for fascism. You'll just single be issue used, voters. You'll be used as a cog in the machine. It's very smart. This is like what this... happened to the real Latvians? Are they in an underground like us style cavern? Where they live their lives underground, or are they just dead? Yeah, that's or... how they realize that Doctor Doom's up to no good. Is like Johnny's on a sullen walk because no one likes him in Latveria, <laughs> and then he stumbles upon some people that kind of seem like they do like him, and then it's um, and then they reveal that they they don't like him because if he flames on, he can melt the skin off their robot bodies real easily. <laughs> And like I think like Reed and Ben are like <laughs> celebrating in a bar with all these Latvians. They're like and the Human Torch comes in and he's like, guys, guys, no! And they're like, they're like, what are you doing? And he like starts burning the Latvians alive. <laughs> and then their skin melts off and they're robots. And they're like, oh no! Um, also, Bob is coming up the stairs. It seems his shit is done. He's gonna love oh, it. I really, I really like. Oh, well, okay, this is gonna be a banger. Banger, banger pitch. You ready? Um, Wes, are you ready for me? Ready as I'll ever be, Bobby G. Bobby IG, Bobby Instagram, as they call you. Oh, that's what they call me. That's what they've called me my whole life. I remember in the letter that I got in February 20... Well, never mind. We'll just keep going from there. Okay. Um, what do you got? What do you boys have oh, for Oh, we me? got a real trank-off session for you. Oh, we never talked about tranking off. I'd give you boys permission to do a one-minute <laughs> explanation of tranking Basically, off. yeah, all that happened is, yeah, like, he just, like, they got out of control uh, on the movie. There was just too many voices. Apparently the script was fucked or the movie. Who's who's to say what was actually happening there? But he racked up a bunch of costs from his Airbnb, allegedly, uh, although someone said it's a smear. It's pretty clear that there was some bag fumbling here. But he was hired to do a Boba Fett movie. They had announced him to do the Boba Fett movie uh, it was gonna be a Star Wars movie in theaters, and then because of this, they canceled. They fired him for that. He was one of the no, first he, firings. He famously says he quit because he knew he would be fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was he was gonna be on stage that weekend for the Star Wars <laughs> press conference, and then he wasn't. And everyone was like, "Where's Where's Trank? Where's Trank? Is he in the trunk? Trank's so in the that, trunk now." Is that tranking off, or you? Is it? Did you, did you sum it up? Well, tranking off is a different. It's when you watch a trank movie uh, together. Uh, so it could be Chronicle, it could be the new Capone movie, it could be Fantastic, and that's it. Yep, that's that's it, Bob. That's uh, but we know a big wig like you isn't super concerned with this kind of stuff. Um, to start, let me set the stage. The film takes place ten years later, and it's exactly what you expect. It's a kind of classic '60s comedy romp. It's a bit of a sex comedy at first. They're they're all celebrities now. They're all having a blast being celebrities. The thing, he fucks. He has a human dick. The human torch, he has trouble fucking because he comes fire. Um, Reed Richards and the Invisible Woman, they, they got their thing brewing, you know? They're still they're still will they won't they. No, uh, uh, Max, uh, uh, I'm a little older than you. I, I was actually alive in the 60s. Uh, I don't, none of this sounds particularly 60s to me. They're they're listening to the Beatles. They're they're watching oh, Easy I don't Rider. Like that. I, I, I don't like them listening to the Beatles very much. That's uh, could they listen to the Monkees? 
Yeah, they're or listening some to the monkeys. Maybe something in our catalog. They're driving Volkswagen. They're driving Herbie. They're driving Herbie Love Bugs. Do we own Herbie? We still got that one, right? Disney? Yeah. Yes, yeah, we do. still got yep. that one. Yep, Bob, yeah. you you own Herbie. Uh, that's uh, uh, it's hard to keep track, you know, with all the different car properties we own. Well, so that's not what's important, though. Actually, at the start of the film, well, why don't you pitch the start of the film, Sam? So, Bob, you know, it opens and it's just like the first one. We're talking hard sci-fi, real body horror type shit, modern Fantastic Four, gritty continuation of the original's theme. And, uh, yeah, Johnny, like, there's the president of the United States, played by Stephen Colbert, uh, who we think we could get, and uh, he would, because he was canonically president in the Marvel comics, or he ran, he lost to President Barack Obama, but interesting tidbit, so, you know, the fans will love it. Um, and then things get messy, because guess how we open is actually different than what I just said. It's actually that we open on Doctor Doom teleporting out of the realm where you got banished and uh he lands in latveria this little little meager eastern european farming island where everyone looks really poor and famished and uh they're trying to kill these sheep and he comes out he like steals some robes and like covers up his ugly metal face and he's like i can help you kill those sheep because they're not very good at that. they're really slow at killing sheep and he uses his laser powers to kill like so many sheep and so then the music starts playing, and I'm thinking we get a classic monkeys jam. So it goes like, and then we cut to it. five years later, and it's not in the '60s. It's just '60s esque. They just like to listen to the monkeys and watch Easy Rider. It's so um yeah. There so Reed has invented a technology that could replace fossil fuels that could save the world he thinks that the way to do this morally is to go through the system he's like you can't just force things on the will of the people you have to work with the systems in place he's he's a goody two shoes he's a good old boy um sue his girlfriend his wife is uh what are they what do we decide on sam i uh i think uh me bob Iger, i think you would call her <clears throat> my wife that's very or, funny, sir. We don't uh, own yet, but yeah. I I hope you do. I, I we'd love to, to work him into the MCU. So I think um, Sue is his wife. She disagrees. She's like, no, we can do this ourselves. We don't have to operate within a system. Like our family is the system. Um, so are you saying she's sort of like a radical actor? Is she proposing like anarchy, like illegal uh, para, you know, paramilitary activities? Oh, no, 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 definitely not. She's just like saying you can kind of rule yourself. It's all it's all good. It's all good, man. You don't got to worry sort about of like that. like a libertarian perspective? I feel like, because as you're hearing, this is classic 60s. I think you got to embrace like 60s attitude. Just go, take a little hit of that spliff and of course with the hint of that you know classic cronenberg flair of the original it's a real hard sci-fi uh gritty nolan-esque uh scary horror fantastic four movie for everyone for all the lucky boys were spared a lot of time on the first act 
Well, that's that's how they did the first one, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, Bob. So basically, yeah, Doctor Doom. He's he's uh he's got I don't know, Max. What happens? He's he's got the robots in Liberia. <laughs> They're like running he's the actually, show. He's actually that's a twist. Those. He's actually that's a twist. Uh, well, okay. So no, so Reed is trying to work with President Colbert to um get him reelected, and he's like coming to meet a lot Varia so that we can do like a publicity tour so they all they're all taking a road trip and the monkeys are like monkeys 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 and they they go to Latveria and Reed's loving it because he's because also he's a little jealous he wishes kids liked him as a superhero more um but here in Latveria they love him they love Ben they don't like the storms because they're Napo babies um and Johnny meets some underground Liberians that aren't as nice as all the Liberians they're meeting there. They're all like really nice Eastern European types. The people that he meets are like, actually, our people were all massacred. They were all killed in a horrible, horrible thing by Dr. Doom. They're all robots. So he goes to a bar where Reed Richards and the thing are partying and he lights the people on fire and their skin melts off and then they're robots and then they're all like, oh, fuck. And all this time, Sue Storm was having feelings for Dr. Doom because she was like, maybe he's right. He's doing what I I wish Reed had done, and then she realizes, oh wait, he murdered a whole country of people. Never mind, not my crush no more. Sam, keep going. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the so then they're like, oh well, we gotta confront Doctor Doom on this. So they pull up, and they're like, Doctor Doom, you're under arrest under the the power of us, not the government. And he's like, you dumb bitches, I already did it. And then they're like, what? And then Stephen Colbert shows up. He's like, I'm a robot too. And then Johnny Storm's like, well, I'll just use my fire. But all it does is melt his skin off. Boom. Now we don't have to shoot any more scenes with that actor. Uh, So Robot Colbert, voice actor. This pay him less. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, we go into a great climax where... uh, they're going to build a giant robot out of all the robots. And a lot of them still have their flesh on. So it's just this giant flesh robot oh, walking around. Like great idea. I'm, I'm so, I love this idea. You, I'm so glad you embraced this. You Th- must does it remind been... you of your childhood in the 60s, sir? I'd say, I'd say this has a big flower power vibe. <laughs> but with a little bit of that cyberpunk pessimism, you know, 60s optimism, cyberpunk pessimism, right? You know, you're, t- you're taking the words out of my mouth, boys. Dude, I'll take anything out of your mouth, Bobby. Uh, uh, so yeah, th- there's a big battle, and uh, they, you know, Doctor. And Doom, we know you guys will want to handle that. You don't like when the, the writers and directors we, figure out the battle. It's just you that- leave it to the animators. We won't even try. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they, uh, they fight, uh, they think they win, they're about to kill Dr. Doom, and then he's a robot all along, and we're left open for a sequel, but in the end, they all are kind of left kind of broken. It's kind of the Empire Strikes Back at the Fantastic Trankverse. So, uh, what do you think? Max, any, uh, any addendums? post credits? oh, post credit scene, they go into alternate universe and meet Josh Trank in the real world. Yeah, um, and I think, um... What? Wait, what was that? No, I, I, I think you have something in your ear. It's just you just gotta clean it out a little bit. Um, do, you, do you want to go into that? That seems like a what? No, no. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's. I didn't say anything. Yeah, you know. You, you, what if we're just gonna shoot it? Yeah, it's just. You're just gonna shoot it. We're not doing that anymore with these big movies. We've done a lot of just letting people just shoot it, and then we keep them to shoot the movies twice. Bob. 
Bob, I know you got to retire during COVID and take a couple years off. A lot of us didn't. A lot of people would get a lot of hope, a lot of optimism if they could just see the Fantastic Four, meet Josh Trank and his dogs. You gotta let us shoot it. You it gotta let us shoot the dogs. The world to people. It would mean the world to people if they could let have the Invisible Woman walk into a house that's been absolutely fucked by twenty four dogs and be like, "Why are we here?" And then Josh Trank is like on a coke bender. And then you pan to a giant chihuahua filled with a bunch of dogs. And he says, I forgot to feed them. So it ate the other chihuahuas. <laughs> that actually is kind of funny. Little balls to wall, but that's kind of multiverse of madness kind of shit we're going for in the new era of Marvel. You're going to see Back your to Disney basics, Plus. crazier than ever. Disney Plus subscriptions through the roof. Rocket to the moon. It's going to, you're going to, it's going to be crazy, Bob. You're going to feel the moon because you got a new rocket raccoon right there. The chihuahua. The <laughs> chihuahua. <laughs> you got, yeah. You get Josh Gad is the voice of the chihuahua. <laughs> Okay, well, it's because I, I think we had some good I think ideas. I that's, that's a pretty tight movie, I man. think we had some good <laughs> ideas, and it feels like we really don't sound like we did. Uh, it's a lot about ethics and a lot about... <laughs> strong moral five, strong themes that we, we nailed. You know, you know figure out Bob. the themes first. <laughs> you figure out. This is one of those movies where you need to figure out the themes in the edit, I think. That's always worked Much out like really the first well. one. Maybe we could wedge in a couple lines about the earth is dying. Uh, we could sort of circle back on I, those notes. I really feel like we got to... They, yeah, the, the key to this it's is... It's a metaphor. It's... it's a metaphor for the DeSantis situation, really. Oh, <laughs> I liked that so much. I said "oh" in two different voices at once. Yeah, it's oh. it's really a takedown of the Santas. So that's why we're casting Colbert. I the the thing here though is that it's about family and it's about the ways that families have moral disagreements and have to solve things by coming together. Reads a neo lib. His wife. Is a radical, not that radical, don't worry. Wait, 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 I said wait, not wait. that what? radical. No, 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 not that. What's a neoliberal? What does that mean? It means that you're, though you love a lot of the politics of the Democrats, you're really against one thing. You know what that is? Hmm. Ch chihuahuas eat 23 other chihuahuas and become one giant chihuahua. Neolibs hate that so we would we'd want to we'd, we'd definitely be okay with that being a movie right yeah i mean I'm, i think i'm i'm a neolib then right bob Iger, you're a classic neolib oh thank you you should say that publicly <laughs> um yeah so it's a really smart movie with some really good fun a lot of people would say i the reviews on the posters are going to say classic 60s romp you like but the with the, but at the bottom of the post it'll say with the bit of cyberpunk cronenberg <laughs> flair <laughs> It's going to completely save all of this. You're not even going to have to make the Adam Driver movie. People are going to forget <laughs> all about John Krasinski when he gets uh, when he gets all splatted dude in Doctor Strange uh, 2. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, what do you think, Bob? Oh, it's strong. Uh, I feel like it's missing something, though. You know? I got to... Uh, like, what about you boys? We usually like you guys because you find a way to work and a way to, you know, Kill Jared Leto. Do you think we could, uh... Well, Bob, 
you're going to love this. Guess who's going to play, who's going to method act as the first sheep <laughs> that Dr. Doom electrocutes? Jerry Waddle? Oh, yeah. And we're going to get and him actually, to do it this time. And actually, I'm talking to production, you know, a little preemptive, but I think there's a guy who could actually stretch him to play multiple sheep over multiple takes method. I think that if you sort of yeah. break up the action, we could squeeze like nine deaths out of this guy. Like, you know, use each one of his limbs as a hoof. Oh, boys, you, you've done it again. This is going to save the company. We're going to make theme park rides out of this. We're going to... Dude, uh... just put it on te Put it on cable. No more streaming. That's how you make money. We're going to put it straight. It's going to be the first straight-to-cable superhero show. It's going to play on Disney XD. After Disney, the XD! Disney Channel games. Thank it was you, good boys. enough for Star Wars Rebels. Thank um, you, Bobby. I entered this room emptied out, and I'm exiting it full again. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a wonderful evening. Wow. Why well, we did it? Oh, if we did something. Oh man, we. He's he's quite forgiving. You know, people talk a lot of shit about him, but you know, I get I get that he's kind of a hands off guy. He's you yeah. Know, he trusts the artists. Famously hands off. He famously. trusts the artists to tell the stories. I can't believe he's not let just letting Trank direct this again. He's letting him be in it. And I think so, Trank's got some dirt. Maybe, uh, maybe Iger and some of the Disney execs were uh, were tranking off together. Dude, I, I I mean it's all the rage in Hollywood. I'm surprised you didn't know more about it. Like I would I'm think just, that I don't get these cool invites like you do yeah. to hang out with oh, the execs. Oh, you know what? I learned about tranking from Plussy. I learned about tranking from Plussy, okay, the Paramount great. Plus exec. Yeah, yeah, bring it up again. I am I. Sorry, but, sorry, God. I'm just like the, I thought that our audience would think it's interesting. Uh, I'm sorry, I have relationships like I have friendships besides you. I think you're just sad because in our dynamic, I'm kind of like the thing. I'm kind of like the one with the with the fleshy. I, I, I you're like the the Flash, not the Flash, the human. God, I'm fucking up this joke so bad. No, keep um, going. This is this is gonna be a banger. <laughs> I'm, I'm bailing right now. Um, nope, you gotta finish it. You have to finish the joke. Uh, you're the thing with the flesh dick, and I'm, I'm flesh Michael B. Dick, Jordan, and you're Michael okay. B. Jordan, and you can't come because you come fire. That that's not joke. why I can't come. That's not why I can't come. Okay, let's just let's just end this. Well, thank you for listening to podcast two, the sequel. I'm Max. This is a show. It's uh, please remember to like, uh, review, subscribe. We have new episodes coming out every other week, uh, so please check back with us um, two Tuesdays from now. Thank you for uh, checking in on our sequel writing process, and until next time. Sam, see you on the big screen.